Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We apologize for the sound quality of Tyler on the first 15 minutes of this episode. We experienced some technical difficulties, but we still hope you enjoy. You are now listening to the Playmaker Podcast. What's up, family? This is the Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. I'm your co-host, Nikita Monroe Thomas. And today we have a special guest. She goes by the name of Tyla Abercrombie. I hope I didn't mispronounce your last name. You may know her as Kevin's mom on The Shire or Nina uh, in The Shire. But uh, welcome to the show, and we appreciate you for joining us. Ah, check you out, right? <laughs> so, um, I want to get right into it. How, how do you think the shy represents what Chicago is, um, as a whole city, or do you think there's some things that were like fabricated for the show? We can start there. And um, it can only do, you know, so much, but then it's also a TV show, so it's got to be, you know, it's got to have that uh, appetite that makes people want to keep coming back. So I do think it's a healthy combination. They, they try to show a lot of things about Chicago, but then it's got to get creative. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Um, and speaking of the shy, uh, I'm, I caught up. My co-host has caught up as well. Um, so how was it being um, this past season, Keisha's, you know, she's went missing. Um, I don't want to give the latest episode. I want some people to catch up. But how was it, like, filming th- those scenes where she was missing, you don't know what happened or where she is? How was playing that role? Well, you know what? I tell you, um, I did a lot of Okay. I don't want to have any 
research for the role um, this season because of the subject matters that we were going to attack. Um, and it was very hard to read how many young um, black girls who are missing around the world um, every day. I mean, if the number is over 200,000 a year who are missing, and that's just black girls. Um, and so when I was getting into this role, I had such love for Burgundy Baker's plays uh, Keisha. It was very easy to really emote and really feel, you know, marrying those two things, all of that information, and knowing that there are people who are who live around the corner from you that you don't know because again, yeah, we're we're all doing our own lives that have come up missing, and you see these faces, and, and you know that they didn't make. You know, you don't hear about them. You know, you, you don't even know they're missing. So it was really hard. Um, it was emotionally uh, a challenge to know that this thing is true and we're doing it on a TV show um, and we can't really give enough to the subject. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think, but I think the sh on the shy, you guys did a great job in bringing it to light because, like you said, a lot of people don't know there's a lot of black young girls missing and, and it's not on the news and it's not being talked about. So um, I think it, it, it gauges a conversation that's very important. And also the shot talk uh, touches on a lot of different things, but I think that was very important that even though you said it's not being on the news, um, you guys talking about it on a show and, you know, being able to like understand like how technology plays a fact into it, how Keisha just, she just, got wound up with the wrong people and in, in the wrong spot at the wrong time, you know? So I think it touched on a lot of different things. In your research, how important how important did you think you needed to research? Because, you know, a lot of actresses and actors read the script, all right, I'm going to just act. Why did you feel like it was such importance for you to do more research? Well, I'm a theater baby, you know what I'm saying? I have been in the Chicago theater, and I've worked all over the world, uh, the country in theater, but I'm Chicago-based. And I'm also a writer, a playwright. And so it is always necessary in order for me to make a full character to have uh, information that that character would digest. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so as, as her mother, the idea of my child being missing is going to send me right to where do I go, what do I do? And it's going to be traumatic. The, 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 the more you read, the more you will believe that I, I'm, I'm not going to ever get my child back. Absolutely. 
So speaking of research, um, how was the set life in? Was it early mornings, late nights, or were you there for a, a good two hours? How did that go? And, okay. and what was that process? This season was really, first of all, it was phenomenal because, um, like you said, we're bringing this light to the subject matter, right? And we're, we're making discussions. Yeah. And then, too, um, I had uh, Nina, Nina Williams' character, had much more involvement this season, right? So I was really excited by that as an actor, just to be able to pull layers off the character and not just, you know, come in and say a couple lines and disappear. It's really, it's really a delight. And, uh, and so my character, because I, I am in um, nine of ten episodes mm-hmm. this season, so I was there. I had early calls that, um, and it was, it's all very emotional. If, you, if you're caught up, you see how many days I'm like, just Googling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's not manufactured, you know what I'm saying? I'm like living that moment. And uh, it was it was early morning and and then being exhausted at night because, you know, your body does not turn off and say, oh, I was emotional today, but I was just playing. Your body is just like, I'm tired. I've been crying all day. I've been stressed out all day. You know what I mean? Right. So it was fun, but it was fun. That, that sounds crazy. I know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the set and the roles, um, your character, you said you were a nine out of ten, but uh, your wife in this in this uh, season, Dre, Miriam Hyman, which we will have on next week, actually, um, how was working with her? Yes, is this your first role playing a bisexual woman? Or have you uh, ever on on television, yes, but not not in theater, correct? Theater. Okay. Yeah. And what was the, what would you say the biggest difference from theater than on screen? Well, in theater you get one take. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm not calling it for anybody. Um, and so that was shot out of sequence. So, you know, it, 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 in essence, I am getting, I'm being emotional about going to see the body before 
before I've ever even got the call. Or, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not necessarily in order because they had the necessity to schedule according to weather, according to um Sorry about that. For me, that idea of shooting out a sequence and mm-hmm. not to talk too much, but uh, and how in theater you have an answer for everything. Okay. You have an answer, and in TV you're just like that's that's it. Do what the script says. <laughs> okay, so you're saying you're saying theater, you more can ad lib a little bit more. Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, you have all the answers. Your your character is for that part of your character that isn't defined where you have to fill in the blanks. Okay. That's one thing. But but you're also working with, uh, you're in the room several hours a day. So you can mm-hmm. say to your scene partner, so this is what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And, but in TV, no. It's like, this is the script and that's that. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I I understand what you're saying because I'm a big fan of the show, and I just recently caught back up. And is is it? Are there any similarities between you and the character at all? No. None. Uh, well, let me say, I think. Uh, I, well, I'm not a mother. First of all, I have oh, no children. I okay. Have a baby. I um. <laughs> I grew up. I did. I grew up on the west side of the city, so I am, and I am from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I am, I am a heterosexual, uh, so not very much, but I have, I feel like such a, like a binder book of information because I have sisters and I have friends mm-hmm. and our mothers. Absolutely. And I've watched them weather some of the most difficult things with their children, especially in the teenage years. Absolutely. I, I feel that, and I am everybody's mama this season. And by that I mean, not only on TV, the theater, I'm in commercials, I'm everybody's mama. So, <laughs> so it's been, uh, it's been nice to dissect something that I am not at all like. I'm also really like, um, you know, very bohemian and and uh, peace and love that kind of thing. You know. Yes, I see you. I see you on Instagram with your scooter bike. You, you, your trampoline. I'm out here working out too. I'm like, oh, maybe I should get a trampoline. I don't know. My my balance is not quite <laughs> appropriate. So, oh, okay. So I should try it out because of the balance. It'll help. You know what? Let me say this. I I have a code. If you're gonna do it, you can get ten percent off. Okay, I'm gonna write it down. And, 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 and um and. Okay. And how it helps with your centering because you don't have to jump high like you see the these pros mm-hmm. do. Correct. You can just small, you know, just small balances on it and everything. You and me, we got to talk because I think you would really benefit from it. And I am on a third floor, and the people underneath me, no complaints because this brand is so silent. Mm. You know. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I see you on the gram. I said, okay, okay, okay. I see you working, and you figuring out live and stuff. I see you working. I'm proud of you. Uh, thank you. You know, I need that. I appreciate that because I am really working on this Instagram. You're getting it. Like, you getting it. You ain't doing the, 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 the different type of selfies and stuff. You're doing good. 
I'll tell you the truth. I will tell you the truth. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> and if you have that, if you happen to see something up there crazy and you're like, I don't think she knows she did that, please <laughs> invite me and say, or message me and say, uh, Tyler, you messed oh, up. Oh, yeah, I show love. I, I won't tell you out here looking crazy. Not at all. Thank you. So what do you love about your character this season? Like you said, you, you are in more episodes and stuff like that. So what do you love about your character? Because I could tell you what I love about your character this season, but what do you love about it? I love being this mom. I really do. I love representing this, uh, you know, our mothers out there that when a child goes missing, there can, I can only imagine that there is just nothing that can feel like that. Even when a child is, um, unfortunately, if, um, killed or dies. Correct. At least you have your... Uh, answer, your uh, resolve, your completion, you know, right. uh, uh, but when a child comes up missing, there's, you're just out there wondering, always hoping and, and mm -hmm. whatnot, and so I, I really love being able to be this mother and being in a, in a lesbian relationship because that's so not represented on TV from an inner city perspective, you know what I'm saying? You see the, the well-to-do women with in, mm -hmm. in uh, interracial couples. Correct. And, uh, they have their brown baby, but this is about a black family and in the city. And I just love that part of it. Yeah, I agree. So, so, so what's your favorite part? Oh, go ahead. Oh, Sorry okay. So, first, <laughs> my favorite part is how um, genuinely it's transitioned to, yes, you were married at a time to your children's father, but now it shows the love story of you and your wife, and you guys are married, you guys are navigating mm -hmm. teenagers, like, I, I'm not a mother either, but if I talk to my mom about how I was as a teenager, it would probably be ridiculous because you just, you're just all like, so it's just, it's just a nice dynamic to see. And it's just, it's very tasteful how it is. It's not overbearing. It's just, it's just organic in my opinion. So I really, really enjoyed this season so far and catching up because I was, I didn't, I stopped watching for a while and then I caught back up and now you get to talk about it with your friends and stuff, but just that core of just seeing you and your wife's relationship on the show and how you guys are parents. And it doesn't, it's so genuine and it's so organic to me. It doesn't seem like it's two women. It just seemed like parents, how a parent you know, would be. I'm glad you said that because that, that is true. That's a great point. I love that there was no emphasis put on the fact that they're lesbian. It's Correct. that this is, a, this is a family unit. And one person hurts, they all hurt. And uh, so I agree with you 100%. And it, it is very fluid. There is no stop to say, oh, look at us. We do things the same way you do it. It's just, this is how people live. This is life, you know. And uh, so I agree with you. That is a very good and valid point. And I'm glad um, Lena Waithe, she mentioned and showed that on the show because I think we need to show our inner city kids, especially um, what black love is, whether it's same sex or whether it's man, man and woman. We, we need to show these kids that love is out there. You don't have to go searching for it, but when you do, when you do find it, I feel like you know what it is. And we need to show these kids like, yeah, it may not be your quote unquote ordinary love story, but Whoever it is and whoever you 
your partner is, it's still, it's still love, especially black love, because a lot of kids from where we're from, and I'm sure from where you're from, is either a one-parent household, they're living with their grandparents, their uncles, so they, they don't get that, that role model in a sense because they just don't know what it is really because they haven't seen it. And let me add to that, now, all that I agree 100%, but also just in the world of, of uh, the industry, right, the world of uh, television films, it's showing black people in a loving relationship is so rare. You know? Correct. Absolutely. I mean, it took years for them to even show black my people kissing each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or in the same bed. Yep. Exactly. So to have a series where black love is just it's just honest good love. It's not some some stereotype that that shows it all, you know, just outlandish and wild or super freaky and all of this. It's just it's just love they're love making, they're kissing, they're holding hands, they're hugging. And it's just no, it's a normal thing that we all want, even if mm-hmm. we don't see it on a regular basis in our right. own household. We still have a desire to have that kind of intimacy. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And, uh, and I do love that. Every aspect of the black love in there, the, you know, the women getting their groove this season, is, it's a healthiness. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's not desperate. It's not trashy. Mm-hmm. It's just black love. And, and we never get that where it's shown as something good and and desired. You know, we need all kind of violence and things like that. Correct. So I really appreciate it, and especially being based in Chicago, because, of course, you know, everybody hears about the crime that goes on here. Mm-hmm. And what I love to say about the shy is I love that. This is about a community of people who are not necessarily in the violence or part of the violence. The violence affects their lives, but they're just part of. They're just regular people trying to survive. You Correct. know. Absolutely, and also, it it doesn't just touch on adult love. You have the children experiencing love yeah. and stuff like that, and it's and is in a healthy way. And I and I never seen that before on a TV show. And Papa was talking to her like, "I want you to be my girlfriend," <laughs> and she was like, "What?" requirements are that and that's an honest question that even adults don't even ask when you're in a dating realm or dating space what is what what are your requirements for me what do you expect out of this so it's nice to see that even from the adult trickling down to the children it's nice it is it is and because we we do need somebody to remind our young people that you don't have to you don't have to do what you see all the time in videos and and it is all right to be respectful to young women and, and be respectful of yourself because that's really the basic, to me, that's the basic principle. If you're respectful of yourself, you, you will be respectful of someone else. Correct. And, and sometimes when you don't, when the only images you see are people referring to women as females, not even young lady or, or uh, as women, and they're just, they just have this one thing, you know, that's a female. Or, um, or men have to, themselves all the time. They've got to prove their manhood mm-hmm. um, constantly. You 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 find the young kids come up trying to do the same thing. So it's right. nice to see that. No, just be a kid and approach it with respect, and you will. You know, you grow up. You see them growing up into good humans. That's how I look at them. I'm like, you can see they're going to be good humans. You yes. Know? Even even Jake, who has, I, I feel for Jake because he's got three male role models around him. And I said this to Lena Wake when we were talking the other day on Sunday. 
um, even though he's got three male role models that he's had in front of him with Reg and now um, uh, his, his brother and uh, Duda, yep. none of them have shown him anything positive. No. You know? Correct. It's, it's, it's a bunch of negative going around, around him, and he's just – he doesn't, like, want to do it, but you can tell, like, he thinks he has to because that's all he saw. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's, and I love in the first season they depicted that. Like, he wanted yep. to go to the play. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, everybody that was around him made him feel like, a, you know, the, you know, in quotes I say, like he's going to be a punk or a Correct. or something. Yeah, and, yeah. And that happens to young kids all the time. They just want to be kids. Yep, and and adults are forcing their ideas onto them too early, you know. Or forcing their own identities they have for what a a, a young man should do, because yeah. you got to be honest. Black men athletes are like the top athletes, and what if they tried gymnastics, or what if they tried these other things, and didn't right. get labeled as such? You, we would definitely see a definitely a different different outcome. I agree. Or yeah. even if some of them just came out and told the kids it's okay. Yes, we don't exactly. We hear somebody just saying, it's okay, man. It's, you know, yeah, they, somebody says it once they make a mistake, and everybody like, oh, you got to come out and apologize about that. Or they say it when, you know, they're selling a product. Mm-hmm. But just to be able to let young people know that whatever you do is okay. Just be a kid as long as you can be a kid, you know? I agree, yes. You're preaching you know, right now. So. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I just turned. I just turned thirty, so I, I my my kid days are far far. Um, I miss it. Congratulations! Thank you. I feel great. Oh, uh, so you we. You should. You're only thirty. Oh, That's thank young. you. Thirty is the new twenty. But um, thirty is a, thirty is beautiful. Thirty is, is perfect because at thirty is when you start being like you start knowing. I don't. I don't live according to anybody else's rules. Yeah. You start seeing yourself in your completeness, right? You're not trying to please someone. You're yeah, not trying to. I do see that. You, 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 you just. You really start coming into your own. In fact, you know, I got nieces and nephews, or whatever, and I always try to tell them you shouldn't marry before you're thirty. And I say that because you really just you start to get a hold of who you are. Yes. As an individual, your thinking and and everything when you when you hit thirty. And by thirty five, let me tell you, you're gonna be super solid. So you're good. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Because if I reflect on who I was at 25 to 30, yes, I, I, I do see a, a different type of completeness, a, a more seriousness to what I want to accomplish in life. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good space. 30 is a good space. It really is. You just you feel a different kind of, um, you, like at 25, you know, you can say I'm grown, but you're still doing silly stuff. Yes, absolutely. Like then, uh-huh. <laughs> When you're 30, you start, like you said, you start counting that, like, this is crazy. I should not, this is not something that I'm going to do. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yep. it's cool. You're in a good space. Congratulations. Happy belated Thank you. birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, we we got a couple more questions for you before we let you go. Um, what is some advice you would give either young and uh, up-and-coming actors or actresses or just kids in, kids in general um, about just coming up in that in that industry, what's some advice you would give them? Well, uh, that's a great question because I do mentor some actors here in Chicago and I do uh, some acting coaching as well as uh, life coaching. And one of the things I would tell a young person is 
first of all, never lose sight of your core dream because many people will come into your life and try to convince you that you're it's not possible, mm-hmm. that you're a dreamer, that you have the, uh, the audacity to want to be something like an actor or an artist. And you have to hold on in the core of your being that I can do, I, this is what I want with my life. You get, one, you get one round at it, and you must own it for yourself, not for other people. The second thing I would tell them is don't take it personally. I know that sounds crazy. It took me years to get to the point to realize none of this stuff is personal. It feels very personal because we are we are our instrument and when i present to you a product meaning me acting in the shy mm-hmm. i open myself up to your criticism which i can't separate myself from the from the product right i i play nina williams and so it feels personal if there's an attack but it isn't personal and you if you can if you can keep that in your mind that it's not personal and that you own your dream then you can achieve it. Anything you really perceive and you want, you can achieve it. Because coming up, I did not have family that supported me in me becoming an actor. They didn't say things like to me, like I wouldn't succeed. But all of their energy said I was playing around with life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And and not having that support system can make you feel like, you know. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. But the center thing inside of me was like, but I'm going to keep pushing. This is what I want. I only have one life. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. And I used to have to say that as a mantra to myself just to stay on course. Um, and I think the last thing is you have to do your research. And, and by research, I mean, and, and this is really important to me for young black actors, you must do your research on your on the shoulders you're standing on. There were a lot of black actors who came before you that opened the door for you. And if you if you know who they are and you know what they went through to get that door open for you, you will never stand in a room and feel uh, like you shouldn't be there. You will be unapologetically mm. present, you know? Yeah. Um, because as actors, that's something that black actors especially, people act like they're doing you a favor when they give you a job. Mm. But they're not, because right. your ancestors are paved the way. They play, they played the housekeepers, the maids, the the bums, the the whores, the everything. Yep. Yep. And you are sitting in the room because you belong in the room. You got that mm. role because you earned that role. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's so good. Know who your know who your um know who opened the door for you. And then it's like saying, if I know my mother opened this door, my mother worked 24 hours a day to get me through school. I'm not gonna let her down. That's mm-hmm. what you got to think when you're an actor. Too many people open these doors for me to let them down, you know? That's good. That could yeah. be for life, too. How you just preaching, it's, that could be for life. for life. <laughs> and I recently saw a quote, and it's not, it's not verbatim, but it was like, don't, don't adapt to the energy in the room, influence the energy in the room. And basically, you, sum, you summed that up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep, I, I love that. That's very true. And it's not easy. You you will be you know you will be confronted with people thinking that your confidence is um, in some way an affront to their to them. And, and and I'm not saying be arrogant or nasty. I'm just saying when you know who where you when you know who you are, you stand much more stronger and tall. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely correct. So what besides the shot, do you, I think I read that you have did you recently wrote a play? Yes, uh, one of my plays called Relentless. It's a beautiful work and I say that not just because it's mine, but because <laughs> uh, every time I reread it, I'm like, okay, it's not just good because it's good. It's good because it's, you know, you wrote it, but it's good because it's good. And I only got to read a little bit of it that's on your website and I was like, mm, this is, this is, yeah, this uh, is good. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's about uh, black Victorians and it was slated to um, be uh, produced at one of our major theater houses in Chicago, Timeline Theater Company on the north side and um, we had our cast and everything. Oh man, these actors, uh, they, were, they, they are going to be brilliant when we do it. But uh, yeah, so Relentless is a play that I recently wrote that was slated to be done and had to be pushed back, of course, because of COVID. So the to be decided date is sometime in 21. Okay. And uh, my, my next project, I will be directing um, this uh, play called The Last Day of Earlies at uh, Raven Theater in Chicago. Now, that's written by Joshua Allen, who, was, uh, who wrote for Empire. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, and... Um, and then here we are doing the shy. So uh, those are my three knowns. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the world the way it is right now, we're all just kind of like, yeah. okay. Yeah, we just we're trying to take it day by day. Yeah, absolutely. Day by day. You know, things pop up. You're like, okay, the industry is back. It's coming back, though. So, you know, more auditions are coming in. People are shooting. So that's good to know, you know. Yeah. So um, we don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, good luck with all the all those plays and everything else that you have that you would call the unknown. We hope that everything falls through. Um, but we want you to give your social media accounts and your website so our listeners can check you out and even follow you if they think they should. <laughs> I will do that. Wait, let me make sure I know what you just said. Give my social media yeah, accounts. Yeah, so, so give, give your Instagram. Mm-hmm, your Instagram. Uh-huh. Give your website. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you have I Twitter? Got, oh, you want me to say it? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 say yeah. it. Yeah, so they can follow you. Okay, follow me at Tyler Abercrombie uh, on the gram. Hey. And my website is also, I'm easy, TylerAbercrombie.com. Perfect. On the gram, check you out. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, the gram. I don't know okay. If that's right, but I said it right. You did it oh, right. Also, oh, good. See, I'm, I'm trying. But this is the other thing, too. Look for me in a new series coming out called Utopia. Utopia. With, Ron, uh, uh, with um, Rain Wilson, who was from The Office. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. That's, I, lo- I that's love The Office. Oh, you booked them busy. <laughs> I'm sorry? You booked them busy. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, I am busy. I am, I'm keeping busy. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> well, well, once again, we want to thank you for uh, just kicking it with us for a little bit, sharing some of your story. And uh, giving that great advice to the young and upcoming black actors and actresses, um, we hope you stay safe and healthy. I know this is a, a t- uh, unordinary time that we're living in right now, so mm-hmm. we just pray for your your safety and your and your health. Thank you so much. And and let's not. I'm gonna um, direct message you about the rebounder. Okay. Because I want you to get that discount if you decide to buy one. That would be great. All yes, right. sounds absolutely. good. Absolutely, and we. Do, I just want to say thank you again too. It was it was great talking to you, and <laughs> we look forward to catching up with you on the shy and Utopia, Utopia, and, <laughs> and Utopia. the play, and yeah, <laughs> everything. 
Well, wonderful. I enjoyed it tremendously. And uh, this Sunday, I'm going to do a talk with um, with Burgundy Baker, my daughter Keisha. Okay. Uh, on a live, I'm going to be doing that. So oh, you I'm want? Oh, you about to be doing a live? Oh, okay. <laughs> the gram and lives, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so you guys, if you get a chance, check that out. And thank you for having me. This was so much fun, so easy, and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, we appreciate you so much for doing this, and we just want to wish you the best of luck with all your endeavors going forward. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And on, that- and on that note, this is the Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. I'm your co-host, Nikita Monroe-Thomas. Peace. Peace. Visit our website at theplaymakerpodcast.com and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.